Hey everyone, and welcome back to Creative Emotions. I'm your host, Alex Lee. Cedric Papa. Hey, it's Jenny. And today, we have a very special guest talking about one of uh, our interesting emotions, which is tenderness, and her name is Erica... You do it. Oh! <laughs> you do it. You do it. I was going to say this. How thing. do we say your last name? I'm so sorry. Valar. Valar. Nice. There we go. She Erica did half her introduction already. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure having uh, Erica on the show. Um, she's one of our um, help, help. She's one of our leading directors for Outer Class um, with uh, with uh, Mitch Villarreal. And uh, she's, she's, um, you know, she used to direct for MCIA at UCI, and she's a lifelong, um, you know, dance student. And because of her lifelong, you know, experience as a dance student, she became one of a really strong growth enthusiast in our eyes. So I really hope that you guys um, get to learn a lot about uh, how amazing that this person is on our show today. So, yes. give it out for you. Hey. Hi, Thank Erica. You. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks Thank for being you. here. Oh, excited to be here. Nice. And, oh, go ahead. Yeah. So, today our emotion is tenderness, which is something that um, that you chose to, mm-hmm. to speak about. And I really think that's a really interesting emotion for you to, for you to talk about. Now, what I'm curious about is that. Do you feel that tenderness chose you or you felt like you chose tenderness to have in your life? I think tenderness is really a byproduct of the inner work that I've done on myself. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. And do you think, um, do you think, um, like, what do you think is the most, you know, recent event that you felt tenderness has been the most um impactful in your life Hmm. uh let's see i have well i guess to give some context for the last year and a half i've been on this crazy personal journey just like digging into myself uh really craving a lot of growth um personally mentally physically also in the context of dancing. And I think that during this journey, I have uncovered a part of myself, I guess the vulnerability aspect, right? And through that vulnerability has been just like a channel for a lot of things. Honesty, from honesty comes uh, tenderness, um, amongst other things. But I think like the vulnerability, honesty, it makes me open to showing that freely, uh, to the people I care about in my life. Wow. That's beautiful. I feel like it's interesting. Cause like, I feel like in today's world, I don't feel a lot of vulnerability around people, especially in the in the work in the workplace that I work in currently, um, because now I work at a at a towing and auto automotive industry where mm-hmm. it's very it's very protect, protective, you know, like it's a lot of liability, a lot of um, really protecting our own skin when we're 
when we're uh, helping out, you know, AAA members. And in my perspective, like, we, we can't give our full entire selves for helping out this person because, we f- because there are times when, you know, sometimes people like to um, be two-faced and lie to us. So, so the interesting thing to be vulnerable um, is like is like the same sense of feeling of pearls before swine. So, like I feel like vulnerability is definitely one of the most challenging things to have, but is also the most you know growth driven thing I've ever seen before. And I see that see I've seen that grow in you actually. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think that's just amazing to see, Erica. Yes. So I wanted, like, I don't know if you noticed, I was like trying to reach for the mic every time you said the word tenderness, so I could do this one joke, and it's this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah, tenderness. Like I don't know, like that's what, I think. <laughs> what? That's, that's literally what I think about in tenderness, like something like soft and kind of like um, warm, like warm, a little mm. bit lower on the spectrum of like of uh of like emotion at times but i feel like still equally as meaningful right and i think that's how i kind of like see my degree of tenderness and what i'm really interested in and i guess i'm going to interject my question now erica is erica like at this point in your journey and your point in your growth like how do you define tenderness through your eyes Ooh. is it the low bass like uh very white (laughs) what is it like yeah that you feel like in tenderness Tenderness for me is a lot of things. So, yes, just talking, stream of consciousness. It's it's really just like free flowing, and it's like giving freely uh, from a deeply rooted place in myself, and it's rooted in self love, uh, watering the people and the things that I feel enrich my life. So I think in a, maybe it's pretty encapsulated, but I think that's the essence of, of what that means to me. Nice, nice, nice. And that's perfect. Cause like, I like this concept of this idea of watering because I think, um, I don't, it's hard for us to show kind of like our care and to describe like how we care for people and the idea that you put it in the forms of water that makes a lot of sense. Cause like it, it, for me, it's like, Sometimes I'm around people who who care about me, and I, but I don't know it because their form of care is kind of like people care in their distinctive ways, and I've learned that um, as like you know like I think we're all familiar with the concept of like love languages, and in this regard, right, like uh, for a long time I just like I would be oblivious to their love language or not even be aware of my own and showing care and tenderness in certain ways where I thought I was like, oh, I was being very considerate and very tender to you and you you discarded it or vice versa. And because it's just very like rigid in pattern. But I think when it, when I think about it as water, like it can fill that form, right? It can be like the thing that that, that thing really does need. And um, it becomes like the shape of what it needs to be to in order for that thing to grow. And um, I mean, it's good to know that like, yeah, when I think about it, yeah, like now I want to show care in that way. Like it's very much like water and um, flowing, um, you know, towards that person and and then helping them grow, whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm actually quite curious. Like, can you can you elaborate like how you would show 
your mm-hmm. form of care to people because mm-hmm. i because i think that every kind every type of people have their own way to show their form of care you know and you know i'm really quite curious of how you would show your care to people mm-hmm. So are you asking me what my love languages are? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Yes, that is yes. As, okay. I, as I like nod my head by <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. So, you know, I have, I think it ranks them, right? Mm-hmm. When you take the quiz. Mm-hmm. And though I do have like a top one, I really do feel that my first one, my second one operate in tandem. Okay. okay. Hmm. That's interesting. Nice. I think the way, okay, so my first love language is words of affirmation. And, and the thing about words of affirmation is I don't want to just hear it. How I know that I'm being seen is the words that you choose, right? Ooh, I 100% get that. Yes. Yeah, I agree. How closely do you see me? How clearly do you see me? Um, how descriptive are you? How deep can you go so that I know? It speaks to me. It speaks to my soul so I know you see me. How clearly you see me. And on the opposite side of that, if you say something to me that I feel like, wow, but then you do something that is counteracting that, that actually has an opposite and damaging effect to me. Oh. Mm. Because I put this words of affirmation in high regard. Mm-hmm. It's a sacred thing, right? So that's like my first. And my second one is acts of service. So the love that I give to people exists in the things that I do. So um, I guess in a context of a team, how I show my love is, and I don't, like this is really interesting because you guys are on the team, but I don't openly like state how I'm caring for you. So this is kind of cool. Yeah. When else so do I get this? So now be aware of it. Yeah, when do I get the, the opportunity to really like say this in a, appropriate time right, right. Um, now it's a great time <laughs> hey. Uh, hey so um yes along the lines of love exists in the things that i do um knowing that this team came from a very unconventional place all of us are across the board in skill level and years of experience in dance experience just different cultural backgrounds just backgrounds mm-hmm. in general um I work to honor that every chance I get. Uh, what does that mean? Um, I want to honor where everyone's at. It doesn't matter because that's not our focus. And so knowing that it's not our focus, I want this environment to be built around acceptance and growth. And as we bring in new people, I'm always accepting of who we let in, but I honor the people that have stayed. And I I want to ensure that we have a, we maintain a safe environment. It's like, I'm so open to letting whoever in, but 
if they can get with this, you well, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, it's because I I care for the people who have been loyal and stuck through this and are about this, like, genuinely and have given to the cause. And I just want to um, protect the ecosystem in the best way I know how, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I guess culturally, right? That's mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. So I look to enhance and build upon this culture that we are. It's about staying true to who to, who we are, you know, because right. mm-hmm. there's a lot of teams out there. There's a lot of brands out there, right, if right, you will. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is where, you know, just because you came from a place doesn't mean that's how, who you have to be always. But I really feel like... It offers a lot where we come from. And yes, we are evolving. And that's wonderful. I honor that as well. But I think um, how we can continue to value each other is honoring our differences and and how those differences pull together and create a new special product. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll... Can I be the, because I want to react to it, because it's like. (laughs) It's like, I want to be the first person to react to this. (laughs) Like, you go, you me first, Alex, you you behind me. No, 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 Jenny behind me, Alex, you're third. Okay. Uh, No, what I mean to say is like, honestly, like, I don't know if this is something that um, you know, but like, I think we feel that, like from the Mm. team, like we do, like, and I think we feel like, out of everybody there, I think, and it was pretty evident, and we've talked about this moment before when we had a new member of the team, France, yeah. come in, and he said, like, you know, when he made the single comment about, like, you know, how it's just very different in energy, like, how it just led to an uproar, because I think it was, like, a milestone for us. Uh, and honestly, that came from understanding that, like, yeah, like, there is, like, a leadership that does really care about like honoring like the individualism that like the team is made up from it's like it is such a varying background and sometimes it's like a it seems like a almost like nearly impossible dream it's like oh you're so different like how can such distinction come to be so united but i think you guys dug deep and and you found something that brought us together and and i think we feel that and that's why it is important that i want you to know beating the first is like that I hopefully we can show that we're trying to honor that as well like honoring your honoring mm. is that I don't know if that makes sense I get but you it's very much like I I do feel very much and I, I come from like yeah like I think people have been on other dance teams and it's like and I and I've been on a few and it's like yeah the level of connection here is very very like profound it's really unmatched. Yeah, it's there. That's very much the word for it. It's very much unmatched in a category of its own. I would say. I agree. And so, and with such rarity and such beauty, it's like I want to make sure that like I'm exhibiting forms of care and honor to ensure. Yeah, like I want to, I want, I want this to continue and grow. And I think I'm, I feel like I'm on the same. Yeah, I'm very much on the same page. Okay, now I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, did you want to, did you want to? Uh, no, go ahead. Okay. All right, I guess. Um, the interesting thing that that I really like is is the openness of the team that has been created 
and like I really appreciate how open you are when you when you talk to us because like especially those moments where we have to have where not not have to have where but where we were like you know like when I needed a one-on-one conversation with you about mm-hmm. you know certain things of how I felt and stuff like that and I really appreciate that because I feel like I I never really get the chance to experience that with any other team. It just shows that that we're just more than just dance people. We're we're human beings. You know, it really to me it just feels very 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 important that and made me feel happy that you shared that openness. You know, to to give the time to have that opportunity with us, and I really appreciate that. Especially for me, I feel like. For me, I feel like words are a weakness for me. Mm. I'm not good with words, but I do my very best to try to open up and say what I feel, mm. even though it's very raw and very, um, very um, infant in my words. Because like my strengths, I feel like, is more towards my actions. Because because the interesting thing is that if I can show you how I feel, and I hope it gets across to you, then. I feel like I've I did the best I could, you know. But when I hear that when your words are that that your love language is words of affirmation, how you express and how you how you feel and how you say those words, that made me realize that words are actually more weighted, which which was an interesting perspective for me because we always had the saying that actions speak louder than words, you know. I think I think it's in tandem. If you say something, back it up. Uh-huh. If you do something. Reinforce it with words. Mm. You can't have one without the other; otherwise, it's meaningless, mm. right? Mm. If you want someone to feel the full effect of what you're saying or what you're being, right? Mm. Then reinforce that as many times as you get the chance to. You know, mm-hmm. um, for someone to know your intention, it's like do it all, right? Wow. That's an important way to think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those one-on-one conversations is those. Those are. I think that's my way of, and I extend that to everyone. And though I don't advertise it, I would love to, but I just never feel like it's the right time. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, um, hey, let me be your uh, dance therapist Therapist. first 10 sessions free (laughs) um no i just think like we as dancers have such a specific uh set of challenges that we're faced with comparison um where what am i good at where am i going where do i need to grow like how do i get good at these things like so so many challenges and I think that like all I want because I've been doing this a long time is to just help people navigate these things because we all experiencing we're all experiencing them and we will continue to and it's important to not just listen to the voice in your head because I think as artists, it's so easy to be self-critical, you know? Um, But I think there's a difference between self-awareness and being self-critical. You need the self-awareness to grow, to assess, to improve. 
but and and you have to like honor that work in progress aspect of yourself so I guess I just want to extend that to whoever wants it because I think it's it's important it's important for growth and I think um one of my personal motivators is seeing other people grow so how can I how can I boost that in any way possible and I think like that's something I try to offer in order to see and boost and encourage growth because when I see people go oh my gosh like that's so exciting you know and it it also like not just for me to witness but like it feeds into the team ecosystem which then it's everyone it affects everyone yes like that makes sense and so you heard it here first folks (laughs) Erica's out there (laughs) so you know when you feel it and you want to talk about it (laughs) She's there. <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Cool. I guess that's a form of tenderness, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. The, I mean, like, yeah, the the, op- the openness, right? The willingness to, the willingness to, yeah. to at least, yeah, because I feel like a big part of tenderness is listening, right? Mm. I think if, I feel like, because I definitely know when I feel someone isn't listening, mm. I'm like, this is a mean act that's happening. <laughs> oh, no. It's like... Sometimes you can hurt someone with words, but sometimes it's the words you're not hearing that you can hurt somebody yeah. with. It's like, you're not listening to me. Right. You're not understanding what's seeing. going on. Yeah, it's like you're seeing. And again, it's like those actions, like your actions are like, that's when your actions are like much more effectively like, oh, like I'm trying to be meaningful for you and like trying to say what I, how I am. But if you're, if I'm being disregarded or seen as unimportant or, you know, uh, whatever it may be, it's like, that's like the opposite of tenderness. That's like painful. You know? Yeah. Like it's like, that's like, that's really tough. And so, yeah. So it's really good to know that there's someone, yeah, like, like that is just willing to listen. Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. Or, or actively listen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, uh, that support and open availability is a, something I think we don't really take as much value in as we should Mm -hmm. Um, because when you have people that are really there just to support you with whatever you need and whatever you're going through at the minute even if it feels ugly or (laughs) that kind of thing I think that's something when you have somebody that you can be your full self around um, you know whatever form that's taking at the moment I think that's something really important and I really appreciate that you are that kind of person just just in I mean I just in my life for and that you're willing to be that in for so many of us so thank you I I really do (laughs) it's a it's it's something given without expectation yeah so um and I think that's like kind of like what we're about just as a group is vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe like by doing this, I encourage vulnerability because it is okay to feel frustration, to feel, you know, critical on the self. Mm-hmm. It is okay to be quote unquote ugly because 
we, every single human on this planet has the full range of emotion mm. and why, like, it's okay. It's relatable and it's, it's, yeah, it's part of being human. It's part of the human experience. Mm-hmm. And I want to like honor that in anyone who comes to me because also it does something really amazing for you artistically. Mm-hmm. We are a dance team after all. Mm-hmm. And and I think like uh, accepting that full range of emotion within yourself, um, whether it's during or after, you know, processing. But um, I think accepting it is a way to be able to weave it into your artistry because if you're accepting of your full range you can express your full range while you're dancing or while you're doing any kind of art Mm -hmm. right um self-expressing like Mm. you as a human and all your colors not just the happy the joy and whatever is you know what we think everyone wants to see like it's good vibes all the time yeah Yeah. it's it's not realistic Mm -hmm. you know and yeah also i think this team is about being true being honest and being honest isn't just like three emotions you know it's like all of it Mm -hmm. correct so we accept all of it Mm -hmm. and i really appreciate that because i came from you know very sales and business oriented background where like they they mentally train you to be positive all the time have this fake smile all the time and and, you know and and like every single time every single day i had to put that mask of oh i'm happy all the time hey help these kids all the time but like you know and there are times where i have to shut it shut out my own emotions for the sake of others it's it's just so interesting to feel that I get the opportunity to feel everything that I want to feel at the moment, rather than trying to sacrifice, you know, my own self to to not be me and not benefit others at the same time. Mm. So I I really appreciate that, you know. Yeah, that's a really interesting point you make. Self betrayal, right? Mm-hmm. You're not being true to and honoring like who you are in this moment, what you're feeling at this moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, we're in certain life situations where we are limited in how we can operate physically, emotionally, whatever. But I think that in the realm of artistry, it's so free, it can be used. Okay, like today I'm feeling these colors, like how can I use this with what I'm doing today? Mm. You know, like get creative, right? Like um, how can I dance this today? How can I... It's a challenge, you know? It's a challenge that you can work to use as a tool to improve your mental game every time you engage, you know? Mm -hmm. And I I really like that, where you can use everything to your your exposure, to your capability. It's very meaningful that way because I feel like everyone, you know, well, yeah, like almost everyone feels all the emotions that we feel but um, maybe it's different from how they feel it. But like, there's still some similarities that we all feel, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, everyone has the full range of emotion. It's just, I think, socially constructed for us to be like, it's not acceptable. By feeling this, you're not in control. But if you, you know what, like being in control is, 
is not limiting. Being in control is, this is me. And I'm okay with me. And it may make other people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But I'm okay with me. Mm -hmm. And therefore, I am okay with whatever comes from me. It doesn't mean like... Again, being human doesn't mean perfection. Being human means being human. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is very true. Yeah. And I think that's that's very true. I think a lot of people think control is like um, like suppression. Like I can put this away at any time. But I think that the cost of putting something away like and never addressing it, like things fester and things become toxic. And yeah, you betray your, your versions of yourself. Like how many times it's like, oh, like I don't, I shouldn't be this involved in something uh, or this shouldn't be something that makes me this happy or I shouldn't invest this much time and whatever it may be. I should be focusing on this instead or this and that, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it may be like uh, for whatever external source that comes from and you ignore like, you know, like the internal uh, voice in your head. Or, and it's just it's tough because I mean... I just think like as like I see it all the time like because um, I work in education and it's tough for my job to to deal with this morality of like hey like follow your dreams but also tell them like oh well your dreams sometimes may not seem viable at the time like it was I, I talked about this story before where this this brother was talking uh, to his other brother and he was an engineer and whatever it may be uh, and he's He's trying to give advice to his little brother about being a rapper, but his advice is like, don't do it. Like, you don't know what it's like out here. And it's like dealing with the realities and stuff like that. And I think what sucks is like, you have to have like, and I think Erica's completely right. Like you have to have an awareness about you, who you are. And then from there, like it's your, I think things will start to unfold where things make sense, right? But I think, that awareness is not going to be given, right? Like it has to be earned, mm. right? Challenges in your life have to kind of provide that insight. Like I can't, I, and this is, this is tough for me because it's like, as a teacher, I know I'm limited in that sense. Like I can never give a kid their dreams, you know? Like I can't be like, this is what you should be doing. This is what blank and blank, whatever it may be like. like but with that being said, it's tough when I see someone with so much potential and anything and then, for some reason they they disregard it and but that's their choice you know they're just not ready to have that insight or whatever that maybe perhaps i could see but again ultimately that's not up for me right like mm. whatever they want to choose is whatever they want to choose um but it is that idea of like it is tough to see it's tough to see that process it's like to be like like you're you're about to see someone make a what you feel like oh that that could be a mistake you know and it's because they don't have that awareness of themselves yet or mm-hmm. don't know in that regard and that's where it's like that fight like of like oh wisdom but like is it really wisdom yeah and like showing and then that's when I think tenderness needs to come in the most because like I don't really think I can tell you this much kids do not like to be yelled at about their future <laughs> right um. They don't like it, but sometimes they concede to it if it's the constant, right? Uh, but as a teacher, like it's like it's like I know ineffective teachers are not the ones that are like, let me be like, uh, let me be just a like a, a a jerk that annoys you the entire time. 
they're, they could be like, you know, assertive and strong and passionate and a little bit maybe curt at times, but like you can sense, like I think in any teacher that you know, there is a sense of tenderness you could probably feel in something that they did and then made you care a little bit more about either yourself or the thing they were teaching or whatever it is. And it's just like, that's where like understanding your, like yourself has to come through a form of tenderness. It's like, do you really, do you really care? And how do you care for yourself? And what, what matters to you in that awareness? I think in what you described with the te teacher student relationship, um, I don't believe in mistakes. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I don't know, I guess what we label as undesired outcomes uh, is a necessary requirement to get anywhere we want to be in life, to be anything we mm -hmm. want to be in life. So as we are not responsible for the timing of everything, we are not, we cannot be responsible for when someone's going to be ready to receive that information for it to all make sense. So I feel that timing is in everything. Mm. Timing right. is everything. And, and someone not being ready, all we can do as teachers is to, um, ooh, something Mitch uh, has done for me personally uh, as I was going through this journey is he was patient with me doing the work on myself when I couldn't even be patient with me. And I think that's a lot that we can do for anyone we're guiding right. in this life. Formal teacher to student or not. And, um, you know, also I'd like to touch on the fact that the student-teacher relationship, it requires two people to get that aha moment, you know. The teacher may be brilliant, but unless that student is, A, doing the work on his or her own, um, and it's the right timing for them to receive the information, that... That's all got to work in tandem, you know what I'm saying? That's sure. when you get the amazing results, right? The, the teacher who can, who is a great match for the student that can speak their language in a way they're going to understand it. And the student just being ready to receive it and willing to work outside of the time that is spent with the teacher, right? That's right. so when you get the amazing results. Right. And that's, that's yeah. true. Like, I think that's that. And I, man, I can't tell you how many teachers burn out because they don't understand that, that, that simple concept that sometimes it's a student is just, it's just not the timing is just not there. And it's beyond the teacher's control. Cause I think a lot of teachers like to, and I, I hate this. It's like, it's the closest thing you could play to God as you can get, uh, because you're molding, right? Like you're creating and you're, and you're imparting. And you think with it, you understand like control is, is inherent in the position, right? Uh, and when chaos is all they meet and they, they just like not at all the outcomes, they think it's their fault. They, they brush that upon them. Like, why can't I get to these kids? Why is it not like in Dead Poet Society or Stand and Deliver and every teacher movie that kind of shows like, oh, I just need to have one good speech and they'll suddenly just behave. 
and it's like no <laughs> no and it's tough and you're right it's this two-party understanding of care and and timing and it's like it's like the universe just has to line up in that way but it does uh you know and you can definitely improve your odds every time from your learning and um yeah you're making me rethink the phrase of mistake because i think it's it's general like it's all understanding right it's all points of understanding of a certain thing um it's like know. what are you going to do with it yeah it's right and it's very much like how how would you like um from the information given from what's happened to you what's what's going to move you forward right what's going to pull you up mm. yeah 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 sorry i've gone very introspective so there's like <laughs> just a lot of thoughts right now yeah. like, <laughs> oh whether you people know or not we're all i looked at it's like darted my eyes <laughs> and, and I, was, I think everyone else also said I, I, their eyes i had that moment of like oh right i'm on a podcast you're supposed to talk to <laughs> <those things." laughs> i'm just soaking in all the all this and it, whoa but um I think one thing that I wanted to touch on with control was kind of interesting is, um, oh, dang it. Um, it's kind of how Cedric was talking about. I think overall, like it's thought of a, like if you're in control, like, you know, you're like, you're in control of the vehicle, like things are going straight kind of, you know, you have, you know what's coming. You don't really have unexpected kind of thing. It's like you're on the GPS and everything's go goes correctly. Um, but I think that's actually like pretty a pretty limited way to think about it. Control as opposed to like um, control gives you more possibilities. So like mm. control in terms of oh yeah, and in terms of emotions. Like I'm in control of my emotions. I can shut it off. I can. Right. You know, distribute it. But, I, and I guess maybe that's it. It's more like I can distribute it where I need it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking about it because um, one of the kind of critiques slash tips Mitch mm-hmm. gave me at the last practice was like, you can like take control of your body, like tell it where you want it to go. Like which order it to kind of like... Yeah, it's like, you know... In, instead of just kind of feeling it out, which is a common thing, there's like a certain point where you need to do that, but also having the control over the different parts of your bodies lets you do more. Um, let Like it really just allows you to actually think, like think, oh, this is how I want to do this. So I'm going to do it. And that's an interesting, as opposed, yeah. I don't know, this is probably very all incongruent and doesn't make sense, but it, it was an interesting thing. Like, control actually gives you possibilities as opposed to limits. I'd actually like to reframe the control. Okay. I actually think... I don't know. <laughs> this is like, ooh, Mitch, I'm disagreeing with you. No, I'm not. Um, I'm, more, I'm more like... Interp- and it's okay. this is, this is, Yeah, this is my interpretation of it. Um... Um, is that it's not for me it's not necessarily control it's how much you're able to trust yourself Mm -hmm. so yes um take charge of what you're doing Mm -hmm. um i feel like control is such a like 
fallacy in life, but <laughs> that's true. Um, but I, I get what he means. It's it's about like taking charge, like believing in yourself. Like I will figure this out. Therefore, I'm gonna go hard and I'm gonna yeah. go for it and I'm gonna commit to every move and not be sorry and not second guess myself in the moment. Like you're gonna just do it. Yeah. And gosh, like I actually in my last session with him had like encountered this like I am really patient now and I think sometimes like I am afraid to move quicker because it requires quicker decisions and it requires more trust in myself right you know um but I think like as I was really trying to commit to every move dance bigger Mm -hmm. it it's like Mentally, I was observing myself as I was going through that freestyle. And it was just like, as soon as I started to feel uncertain, I was like, no, I got this. Like, in my mind, I would just talk myself out. No, I got this. Like, I'm doing this. I'm going to uh-huh. figure it out. I'm just going to go. Right. We think too much, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We think too much instead of following instincts, which also come from a true place, right? right? Mm-hmm. So, less we fight, the more we can do. Yeah. And... We're not in control of what comes out. Therefore, um, I guess drawing that back to tenderness is being gentle on yourself, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen, but I trust myself that I put in the work. I will figure this out. And even if I get myself into a very awkward body position, I'm going to mentally like calm myself down and just figure myself a way out of this because I always do, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Um, to not give up but to keep going Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that's very important to practice like especially just to to really how is always have that mindset of just just you know kind of block out everything that you're that you're overwhelmingly think about and actually just just go for it the simple task of going yeah Yeah. just going going and and taking action Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, and, and... oh, okay. no, <laughs> I don't no, know. No, you got no, you got no, you got thoughts. You got thoughts, and, and I keep thinking, no, you're done. Keep okay, going. okay. Um, because like it, I feel like it starts to become not a habit. I feel like if if it's that's something you practice like consistently on a day to day basis, it becomes a good habit. And it becomes a good discipline, mm. and I feel like I I I remember learning this in dance appreciation class uh, I took at Folix in college. Um, there was this uh, video that I saw. Um, I think the dance company director's name was Martha Graham. Mm. I don't know if that's a legitimate, if she's a legitimate dancer. I- she is. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so funny is like, the fact that you said that phrase and like, dude, that girl's oh, super famous. Okay. So okay. And then you said like, I don't know if she's a legitimate, like... <laughs> Dude, like, even, in, like, I mean, like, even in, like, like, my community, like, she's, not, like, in dance, like, as a community, she's kind of, it's so funny, because, like, I I, it's so funny, because I only juxtapose it, because, like, you guys will drop names from your community, right? Yeah. And I'll be, like, and then it'll be, like, and Mitch does it all the time, and I'm, like, oh, that's, that's significant, I don't know that's that. a significant <laughs> name. I should know, but I don't. But then you said Same. Martha Graham, and then you said, like, <laughs> I don't know who that's, like, <laughs> anyway, because well, I'm, I'm not yeah. really like huge in, in that in the in the um in that world. That's why. But like, I think she said, 
um, discipline um, leads to freedom. I think she said that. I'm not. Don't take. Don't take the hundred percent from that. But like, I saw a movie, and some something said that in that dance appreciation class where it said, "Discipline leads to freedom," and that was an interesting point to me, to to see that if you're constantly disciplining yourself in good ways, then it then I feel like it allows you to have the freedom to to create in a way where you're free to create everything you want to do because you have the discipline from that good habit if that makes sense i think discipline to do to work smart is in any arena in life is going to yield good results mm-hmm mm-hmm but you have to work smart and not work hard. Yeah. Yeah. And that's then that in itself is in even of itself is a difficulty, right? Like mm-hmm. and trying to think smarter and not harder about things. And it's tough because I think and this is one thing that I, I definitely feel is it's kind of like a little bit true for humanity. It's like one some people will do a hard thing for a long time or like the, the most inefficient thing uh if they feel like that's the most comfortable thing they know how to do, mm-hmm. right? Like it's like look like I don't want to figure out new ways to make my life easier if this is just how I am now. Like, I've solidified this path and whatever it may be. And, like, yeah, like, it's like this is this is embedded in happiness and whatever it may be. But you know what? I don't – I and, again, the unknown is something that they don't want to deal with. Like, that's like a – that's a hard puzzle mm-hmm. um, to, to do that. And a lot of people – and this is very – like, just don't trust themselves that they can be in the unknown and succeed. And that's – Something I think I, I I'll be honest like outer class has actually taught me that most than anything in my life. <laughs> it's like it's like okay like Amen you just to need to you just need to you are gonna be in the unknown. There's nothing pretty much like other than you. You should really just and you just need to trust that you're gonna get there. It, and I and I have had to like modify that right. Like mm-hmm. I'd be like you have to trust that you're gonna get there your way right. Like. Uh, I see, and when I'm in outer class, like, this is the first time I think I've ever admitted this. Like, I just see so much, like, beauty and talent and, like, wonder. And sometimes, like, the most automatic, and I'm trying to fight this habit I've had where I'm like, you can't compare yourself uh, to them, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, they all have their own brilliancy, but they've all had their own strifes, their own fights, their ways, right? Mm -hmm. And... And you have to remember everything. Like, I literally have to remember every day sometimes when I'm practicing the things that Mitch and Erica say in that room. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I have to value that. Like, I, they're not just words. Mm-hmm. They can't just be words because if they're just those things, like, just be like, we just want to fill the space with like, hey, good job, you know, like, whatever maybe mm-hmm. It's like, no, they're not empty. They can't be because if they are, right, then I don't. That I then then I would have a hard, much harder time than I'm having in that place, and I would not have stayed as long as I would have stayed now, right? Because it's like I don't just trust myself. I I trust like them, and I trust all of you, like to to build something like this. And it is, but it's tough because like it it find, kind of sometimes fights against me because like my comparisons, and this is like my comparisons fight against me because I, I, I love and adore like almost all of you 
Wait, no. <laughs> hey, 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 that's true. That's true. That's true. No, no, no. Like, let me just like interject really quick. Um, that that when you have a team, it's real that you're not gonna get along with everyone. You know, it's real that some people take time to grow on you. I will admit that yeah, myself. Okay. Yeah. You know, they're starting off. Like on this team, like there are people that I had, you know, more difficulty connecting to, but you know, it's the choice, right? It's the choice to continue to love in the capacity you can until you can bridge that connection. Hmm. Right. And that's like, that's very true. Like, it's like, I'm like, and then I'm, as I'm letting myself open and, and trust and yeah, allowing these relationships to color my life, mm -hmm. um, it's tough because um, I tend to look inward when I feel like, it's like, um, I compare it to this, like it's like, and it's, 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 it's a thought I'm trying to divorce myself of. It's like, I see like a, a, a like, like maybe it's a form of harmony and then a random like note or like an oddity or an, like abnormality appears and it's like it disrupts the whole thing and like and focus draws into it and like that's to me it's like it's really unhealthy i know that like i know it but it, it's still fighting that feeling of realize and realizing it is what I, I think is what i need to do is like to realize that sensation and and it, it's just like very much like because i i do care and it's like when i feel like i'm bringing disharmony to harmony like it's like the comparison is not like I'm not as good as them. It's like I'm not being good enough for them. And then it's like, oh, man, like that's like a tough feeling to deal with in my regard. And I'm like, oh, should I would it be easier for me to to just take a step back and walk away and let them be them and let them grow and not having to worry. But then I think to myself, like I have to think about myself in a lot of ways like beyond just like the simplistic like reason for why I might want to leave. And when I do that, it makes me, it gives me strength and I'm still growing into it. And I, mm -hmm. that's what I realize I am doing in the, in this scenario. Like I am growing in, but I'm not growing. Like, I think, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I think you think you're going to grow like a tree, like straight mm -hmm. up but I'm really growing like vines, <laughs> like, like in ways I didn't think I was going to grow. I'm growing. That's what and it takes. A, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what it takes to be like, and that's when I'm, and I'm realizing that myself and I'm, I'm definitely sensing my character and my, and, and like my, my fortitude, like pretty much every practice I go to, mm -hmm. but it is like, yeah, it's a struggle. And at times I think it's not ever going to get any easier, but then I think, so what? Like, if it never got any easier, it didn't mean, like, that doesn't take away how meaningful it is to me. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, mm -hmm. and that's more important than perhaps, like, like the ease or comfort of this for now. Yeah. And, and that's something that I take away from being part of that. You know, struggle is, struggle and then the work to triumph is the birthplace of inspiration. And so, let your story, everyone's story of things that they've overcome, like be a testament, right? To your work, to the things you've learned. Um, it all comes back to like valuing the self. And um, I'll even take this moment to like share that 
as a leader on this team, I there are many times uh, that I'm just like, I don't feel like the most skilled dancer. Um, and that's okay. You know, uh, I am on my own individual path of growth. And I also think like in a sense that, hmm, being a leader doesn't mean you have to be the best at everything. Mm, And, and I release that responsibility for myself. What I see is the bigger picture is like when I start to feel like this, uh, and maybe it's because I'm not getting my desired outcomes in whatever I'm trying to do in the moment. Um, but I think the bigger picture is um, I want this team to last. I want this team to endure. I want this team to become more and if I want to those things, if I value those things, then I welcome anyone who's a better dancer than me or who I may think is a better dancer than me, more skilled in different ways, because that what people's contributions to this team is, is what's going to help it go. And it's going to help it go after I'm not on it anymore. It's, it's so much more than just me. It's outside of me, right? And I'm going on this like massive tangent with that, but I, I just think that we need to release ourselves from like expectation and desired outcomes because I think there's just more at play going on. You know, everyone's struggles also contributes to the team ecosystem we all learn together we all struggle together we all triumph together and at different times right and i think that's oh man that's that's awesome like i can't tell you how awesome that is but all right anyway (laughs) um okay so i thought of a question um do you find seeing others expressing tenderness or having tenderness being shown to you has been more powerful or just like helped you with understanding like tenderness as a whole? Mm. Let's see. I think um, ooh. when I see it outside of myself, I process it quicker because it's happening not to me directly. It's like oh. I'm that third person just like, wow, that's so awesome. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's wow. Just like letting it wash over me. I'm totally just like, you know, apart from it. Um, when it's happening to me, I'm like, yeah, it's the delayed reaction. Like, it's also a mindful practice of, am I observing their love language? You know, do, mm. I, do I know who they are as a person and the things that were exchanged with me or given to me um, are they a reflection of like their care towards me? Mm. So it's like I'm experiencing it. And then it's kind of like the after I'm just like, I do like try to think about it and also be touched by it. Cause I think we go through life so fast and we don't take enough pauses to really appreciate the tenderness that we show to others. So I think that's what I'll say about that. But I think in terms of um, my artistic development, I think seeing it outside of myself has 
helped me put it on myself as a performer. Oh, okay. mm. What does it look like? Right. What I mean, not that like it has a specific <laughs> look. It's right. just kind of like the forms of seeing it, right? someone do is like okay. It's like data for me, and I think okay, how how can I make that me? But seeing how it looks like on someone, mm-hmm. I think. I'm disarmed by the honesty of it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think that's what really like, I think that's my compass, right? If I feel moved by something, I feel like, oh, that's honesty. That's mm. honesty. Right, being... that's, that's you like learning. You, yeah. Right? And mm. so I, I, I'm very so much like allow myself now to instinctually gravitate towards things, uh, things, people, dancing, whatever, whatever I see around me, if it moves me, then that means... I move towards it. Mm. I think that's that's interesting because, like, I feel like we live in a, a society now where grind, 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 do work, do work, do work. But like, we don't allow people in this in this line of work, you know. And to hear that, like, to ha- actually to not only invest in yourselves but be able to invest in other people. Um, to to really grow in that aspect I think that's just I thought that's like an eye-opener to me hmm. you know because like I, I'm so focused on myself all the time but, but never really get the chance to really give back to others and hmm. really invest in them cause, and show them that tenderness hmm. and that's beautiful to see you know so yeah I I was hanging out with a, fr- a new friend yesterday. Um, hey. To new friends. <laughs> to new friends. Uh, Gigi. Uh, uh, she has taught me so many things, directly and indirectly, about this topic of tenderness, being soft, being vulnerable. And she, like, asked me, like, we had a conversation about introverted extrovertedness mm-hmm. and I was just I, I think I told her something along the lines of like I've not been always good with people mm-hmm. why because humans are scary mm-hmm. you know right. and then like especially for me I'm a very sensitive person by nature so it's just like as a child you don't know how to navigate sensitivity so like everything hurts right, right. and wow. everyone oh, hurts and you not, and then you just respond like a, like and it's like no I'm not gonna deal with it yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna avoid, or like avoid, I avoid, need avoid, to avoid. like put on this tough skin and mm-hmm. whatnot. But I think that I've become more, I gravitate towards people because people, where people are, that's where you provide value and that's where you get value. That's mm. that's what makes this life mean something is when you, like humans are wired to be social animals. We thrive off connection. And so when we honor that, that instinct you know a way of operating like it does something really like nice for the soul Mm. Mm. right Mm -hmm. yeah there's nothing quite like connection right Mm. like we all crave it yeah we all crave it like Mm -hmm. what and then um but it's like one of the most dangerous things to reach for Mm -hmm. right because it can go in the reverse way right like oh yeah like it's like you know like um you're like oh like i i want to connect and then it's like it's and then nothing's there and 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 sometimes the feedback coming from that like is like that's when things get bad it's like do, do why do i feel not connected like why do i feel so alone and like thing, and then you get into your head like you overthink it and that's when i think yeah like because i think that's the important important thing it's like 
a lot of times we seek connection outward, but there should be more labor about connecting within yourself, right? To, to find that value within and not necessarily divorced of like other people, but it is like some of those things where I think I, I make people all the time that like they lo- like my students, um, they're writing their personal statements and a lot of them discuss about like how they love helping others. Right. And a lot of them say for the reasons because it gives them meaning. Right. Like like helping them help, like makes them feel good. Mm. And I'm like at 31, I'm like. Um, like I used to be like, maybe even 25, I'd be like, oh, that's so great. Like, you know, like I'm like that too. Like I love mm-hmm. helping people and it provides, but then I worry as 31, I'm like, like, I don't want that to be like the only form in which you understand like value and happiness in society, because then you're always saying this statement, like my happiness is contingent on others. Like it's always yeah. going to be yeah. <laughs> like when someone is when suddenly you can't make that person happy anymore, like you you won't be happy. I You'll feel, just be sad. Yeah, I feel like that's dangerous. And that it very much is right. But we toe that line because you're right. Like I think it's very true. Like we all seek connection, but the problem is, is like sometimes we seek it in a way that is. It's just like we're just not conscious of it sometimes. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we're not controlling of it like we don't realize where it's going to take us and and it takes us to places that yeah like we have to learn those lessons and that's what I did I learned that lesson you know Mm -hmm. like and I had to learn it it was a nine-year lesson but like (laughs) Mm -hmm. I had to learn that I had to learn that lesson that like I was I was laying all of my dreams and my hopes and my my happiness uh like on there on this on on the happiness of this one person Mm -hmm. and and I wasn't, and I, and I did that to the point where I distracted, that was the distraction for myself, mm. right? Like, like whatever this person needed, I would care for and cater and I would pay no time and no heed to me, to me. And then in the end, I realized like, I was just like, I was very much just attached, but I was not active in anything. Like I was like, I wasn't fulfilling my, my, I wasn't listening to my voice anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I was just allowing another voice to to give me goals and ambitions and whatever it may be and i just felt at the end it was just like i was listless like it wasn't even like i was angry i was just like i was just lost and like but not just lost like i'm scared or frantic that came later but (laughs) i was like i'm lost and and this is just it for me you know like i mean like it's just like what at like I don't know and maybe sometimes that's like I was in a good like in a better place because it's like it's like I wasn't panicking I wasn't freaking out I didn't do anything hasty I just allowed myself to be lost but I was very much like like everything just seemed equally like aimless and I was like oh man this sucks and but then I finally but in that in those moments of like disconnect from that person and from these people I learned to I had to learn how to find me because that was the only thing I could connect with. Mm-hmm. And then in doing so, I was like, I'm happy. I ended up on this podcast. Yay! So, <laughs> like, and it's like things like that, like finding things that I genuinely, I know I really care about and I really want to do, you know, regardless and divorce of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was like my form of finding tenderness for me because it was like, like, yeah, it was like, I, I know I'm deeply capable of 
caring for others. I know that and almost to a fault. Mm-hmm. But the skill now for me is, is how can I reflect that back onto me? You know, because I, I, I want to, I, I, I think I need to in order to grow. And that's what I'm doing. And so, you know, in those regards. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, we need to find our own value within ourselves. And from that self-discovery, we know how we can bring value to others. The being deeply rooted in the self with your own value allows you to not just like the quote unquote bringing meaning. It's really, it's really just sharing your gifts with others. It's not, it's not giving away. It's, it's sharing, you know, it's, um, it's really giving. And I think we have to, we always think of it as like taking it away sometimes, but I, I think, if we're rooted in the self and we value ourselves and we have a deep appreciation for this self, then we can love fearlessly without expectation back. Because once something, you know, is apart from us, like we're not in control of what happens after that. But I feel like the more fearlessly, fiercely we love, then we're going to catch ourselves you know like we're we're, we're afraid that we're losing but really we're we're just living that's that's like that's that's a beautiful sentiment because yeah yeah oh for sure well for me cedric i feel like you know we're actually chemically built for something like that i actually studied this from um from one of my favorite people his name is simon sinek and i'm gonna start reading his new book today the infinity (laughs) game which oh so good um but he's one of my favorite self-help leaders that i really enjoy and he's more he's very in tune with helping other people um and creating that safe and vulnerable environment and he explains that there's a chemical in our body that 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 thrives on being apart with other people and that's called oxytocin and it's a chemical that that gives you gives you the the happy the not the not the dopamine feeling of oh i'm happy and stuff like that but it gives you the feeling of love comfort and understanding that soft tenderness feeling and that that chemical comes from being part of something whether it be family or friends or community and that's something that we're chemically inclined to seek out, you know, in our body because because it's good for not not only is it good for us, you know, mentally and emotionally, it's also good for us biologically as well. Like it's good for our heart, it's good for you know our our brain, and and that's why and I and I understand why why you feel that way because because you seek that type of you know loving and understanding so that's something that i feel that is very important as well because not only do we seek things within ourselves where we where we where i believe that we first start forming from ourselves but in the long run what creates a longer lasting you know value and purpose in life is connecting yourself 
and adding and sharing value with others. Right. And yeah. I think that's like, that's very true. I think I didn't realize how transparent I guess I was in that regard. Cause I was like, I, I even now as I connect with myself, I know that the higher purpose of why I do this is so that I can connect with others in a more meaningful and, and, and outstanding way. And so it is like, and it's, it's tough. Cause like I live in a, I just sometimes I'll I'll see like just the internet <laughs> and it's very much like like I'll see like like very individual like you know like follow like your dream like or like disregard like you know like everybody and just like you know like drown out like all those voices and just follow you and I'm like and the struggle is like the, I love those quotes because they very much speak to me because I have to be reminded to do that like it's not nearly at all natural to drown out the voices of others. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I have a thought on that. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's like it's like it's it is the task. And I and I do appreciate when people write things that like and again like words of affirmation when I see it in like in in in, in someone who's crafted a sentence or or a saying, it's like yeah, do this, do and like like listen to yourself or like, you know, whatever it may be and I'm like, yeah, these are for me. Because and and then because I don't like it when so sometimes I'll, I'll talk to older generations and and they're very like it's black and white about strength and it's like if you if you you don't need people to tell you or you don't need things to encourage you if you want it or not and I'm like I, and then it makes me think like oh I guess in your eyes I, I, I'm seen as as weak or whatever and then the reality is, is now I think to myself like I'll do whatever I need to do to get to where I need to go, you know, like, um, and like, if I need those things to achieve my dream, well, at the end of the day, like, that's fine. Like, I'm not going to question the merit of who I am anymore. When I find out that I'm but to only realize, like, I am capable. It's just in these parameters, I am, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, right? There are like limits to what that could mean. But like, I just, I find it like, I used to hang out with people that were just very much like that. They were just like, you know, like, they would not need to talk about anything or they never did and and they would but they just i don't know it just felt like life just felt and just really bland and um almost unlivable i was just like and it's just like why do we need to like we don't need to talk and we don't need to do this we don't need to we don't need to emote and whatever and maybe just buckle down you know like just push through and it's I won't say it's like tough, um, but it's that narrative of being a dude. It's just like, it's annoying. Like it's tough because like, I'm trying to build friendships in, in these ways, like in conversations of vulnerability, emotion, like openness. And already with most males, like the premise is like, oh, no, 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 we, we can't do that. Guys, don't like, talk about feelings. Yeah, yeah, like don't talk about your feelings and like don't say this and don't do that or mm-hmm. like or be like or everything has to be passive aggressive awkward jokes. It's like or like awkward comparisons and like like I'm like I'm looking for something more meaningful and something more and it and if and it's and I ended up realizing like man I I guess I have more female friends than male friends and I was like why <laughs> and it's like it's okay it's I know fine. That, that's what I'm saying like. That's okay, but I'm just like, I mean, like, I feel like dudes, like dudes, like men, like, I don't know, like we're lacking a little bit behind. There's so much more we could be exploring, but we are choosing not to. And I think it, there's a, I'm sure there's like, 
there's I know there's thousands of different reasons for why, but ultimately I I think a lot of those reasons were just not applicable anymore, you know, and so oh, and like ideas of strength, the ideas of like of of growth, like for me it's like I'm very much like I had to realize me beyond the narratives of of other people, and it's like this is me, this is what makes me happy, and I can't be ashamed of it anymore, unabashed by it anymore. And in doing so, it's been a journey. It's been tough. Like even to this day, like it's like little things. It's like, well, what are you gonna do today? And I'm gonna be like, I guess I'll I'll play video games. Like <laughs> I don't know how often I would be ashamed to say that out loud. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like people would be like, oh, you're wasting your time or whatever. But like, but I guess that's what makes me happy right now. You know, whatever it is or like you know writing things and i have to i have to like pull myself out of my habits um and but ultimately when i do so i have to do like with like with care because i know myself i know that if i hit something too hard too fast too soon i'll associate that thing with like negative feelings and i may never want to return to that thing again even though it could be something really meaningful in in growth right Mm -hmm. And and so it, it is very much like, okay, how will I walk this path and stuff like that? And, and with connection and things like that, it's very meaningful and, and connected and, and I'm feeling it now. <laughs> so. I think like along the lines of, I guess not um, blocking out others as we pursue a path of truth that is authentic to ourselves. It's about challenging the people in your life already. Like, can you get with this? Because this is who I am, right? This is, you know, it's like, yeah, can you can you support me? Can you, yeah, j- can you see me mm-hmm. as I pursue this path of growth, as I change? as I evolve, as I become my higher self. Mm-hmm. And instead of, you will like shed people and things and whatever, but I, I would th- reframe it to, by pursuing a true path, a path of growth that's in alignment with yourself, who and what is gonna hold you on the other side? Because you're being true. What things are going to come together in like the perfect storm to like hold you in that space, in that new version of you? Right. Oh, man. I think it's, I'm hoping it's me. It will be. Yeah. It will be you first and foremost. Right. But it's like allowing that chance for life to give you the things that are going to support the new you. Right. And that's going to happen as many times as you grow. Yeah. And I mean, I'll be the first to admit, like, and it's, it's, uh, it's an ugly thing to say, but I've shed people. It, no, I yeah, mean, it's a like, necessary thing. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's like sometimes it's like necessary, right? Like, yeah. And to this day, I still look back on it, like, and I'm glad that you're here because, like, I think it's, I still there's a part of me that regrets doing that, you know? Why? Like, just the, the, the shedding of people. But why? Because uh, when I was there with them, I was like, 
I was caring of them, right? Like I would care for them. Like I, to a degree, I would, I would be present for them. I was, and then, and then like, I just stopped being around more and more. And and then I recently, a friend of mine, right? Like someone I, I cared for and considered, right? Like, you know, like he had told another person that like, you know, like that apparently I, it made it seem like I was completely uncaring. And, at that time um i think or person, when you decided to distance yourself well like i was distancing myself and like um but apparently this person had this opinion of me for i don't know how long right um and i just never thought like for the things that and here's the thing like people will have their truths about how a thing is right how a person is and i have to accept that that's how you, that person perceives me and i've come to accept it to a degree but what I haven't, what I think is like, look, I, I have, a, I do have a tremendous respect and, and admiration from that person. So to hear that from him and to realize that, like, I had, yeah, I had walked away from that and I have my reasons for my growth and whatever it may be. But it is this idea of like, in order to do that, did I, what, I guess, what kind of pains maybe I brought to that person and like, and it, I wouldn't say it anymore puts into me doubt, but it makes me rethink like, or makes, I think about it in like a passive term and like, could I have done more? Could I have been, you know, like, could I have, can I still be more active or whatever it may be in that regard? Like I'm trying to hold the shore while still going out into the ocean, mm-hmm. but I know I can't do both yeah, at you times. Can't. Right. And so it is this idea of like negotiating that self that is like, okay, you, you know what you know. Like I, to me, it's like the difference of, you know what you need to do, but you need to, you need to realize it now. Like you need to like, okay, like it's very much, you need to, for a whole full complexity and all of those regards, because I am that type of person that like, when I feel like people need you, I'll stay. But at the disregard of myself. Okay, see, yeah. That's and, then, and that's the that's self betrayal, right? Yeah, that's self betrayal. That's the problem, right? Like like it and that's you know why I ended up in places that I did, right? When you feel needed, right? When people say that powerful phrase to you, like, we need you. Like, we miss you, or we, you know, like, like, you know, and all those things. It's like, Jesus, like, like, that's, it's, to me, it's a very powerful confinement. And, and it's tough because it's like, I've, I've been, I just grew up that way where it's like, when people need you, 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 you answer that call and you disregard your, you disregard yourself for that. Mm-hmm. But I realized it's like when I did that, and like I think this is kind of like redundant in this in this particular case. I just wasn't being me. Like I wasn't developing me. And so now the reason why I, I walk away is because because if they ever needed something, I'm not just gonna be there like a rock. Like I'm gonna come back with value, with something that will provide what they really need. Like mm-hmm. it's whatever it's like, whatever it may be. Cause like um to this because this person that said this to me he's very much 
he values like he I think he views goodness and in, in, in views of loyalty and consistency right and but the problem was is like he didn't do much with his own life I would I guess in this regard or he did in this regard like he had he has tons of regrets about his own life and not furring development and he would say that he was waiting for the right person and then he would start his life in this further way and, I, and again like I had come to these realizations like this is a bad idea dude you need to seize you now you can't wait for anybody else but like him and I are like if he was in this room he would fundamentally disagree with everything that's being said in here mm. like that is a person that exists right like I and to a degree I understand him and I thank him for being in my life because I can he gives me that perspective where it's like and I, I don't agree, but it's very much like it's compelling to hear, you know, like he is a person who does not believe in like, you know, the self should be the most important thing in, in development. It is about like, like, uh, like staying, maintaining like, it's like codes and like ideals and like. I'm very much just like oh man and it's like he's like it's like weird because it's like someone who's like oh like you you sound so noble and then to say that you don't have, like think mm. of me in in fond terms it's like oh that's hurtful and and are you right to certain degrees and to the degree here's what i'll say about that some people can be right in little ways but never completely right but we have a hard time making that distinction like oh like you're somewhat right but you're also somewhat wrong and I'm somewhat right and I'm somewhat wrong in those degrees and I think but we always think of it as right or wrong because that's how action is created right it's like either you believe it all the way and that's when you do the thing or you don't believe it all the way and you don't do the thing and we we but then sometimes we don't have the luxury of time to be like I don't know what the ramifications are like I can't tell all of the scenario I can't do it and and for those who are blessed with the honor of like of 100% understanding of, of the decision that is that is that is something that is really great but sometimes I'm in situations where I don't feel like that's the case I think the interesting thing though is nobody can ever fully understand what they're undertaking right because like that's one of those great like falsehoods like you can plan all you want and that's like kind of again the falsehood of control like you know but you never really know what's gonna happen and like that is I think that's something that I really struggle with in taking action is like it's definitely held me back but now I'm like moving towards a space of where it's like I don't know what this looks like so I get to make it look whatever however I want it to like I don't know what's gonna happen so it's exciting that I get to find out mm -hmm. and I, that's an interesting kind of whole concept of like people who can seem noble quote unquote or you know because they've held these values and they hold on to such things and it's like a lot of that I feel like we can get really hung up on because it's like it's the way that things have always been done but that doesn't mean that it's the right way or it doesn't mean it's the right way for everybody, you know? Like sometimes it works for people and sometimes it doesn't. And I think that's one of the like 
great things for me without her class is like we're all so different so we get such great backgrounds but we're also so different and like everybody is growing together but actually in different ways so it's interest it's like such a nice thing it, it's like really beautiful to see how people are developing themselves how we're developing as a team like just to be in that environment and see like really the scope of like to me that's the scope of the human experience is like being able to see the different possibilities and knowing that there are different possibilities out there and like you never like we never really know what's gonna happen you know it you just you just don't like right <laughs> nobody as far as i know nobody can see the future um or if they could i believe you'd be able to see certain aspects i don't think you could see the whole thing right but so yeah just yeah. just take that into consideration yeah you know when you're um, thinking about things like you don't and that's another thing too that i'm trying to remember is that like i th i think it really is about believing and trusting in yourself that no matter what you can figure it out like you don't have to believe wholeheartedly in the thing that you're doing but you have to believe in yourself yeah like you have to believe that you can catch yourself no matter what happens and you have to believe that you like whatever is on the other side it's gonna be you yeah and i think that's ultimately what i had had like that's what helped me let go right like i would i would theorize for days right like of what i'm doing the, the the ethical and moral dilemmas of all this stuff but ultimately it was like i'm just thinking you know like i'm not doing anything in in the mind and i'm not gonna have answers until i turn all of that possibilities into one actual action and when i did right this is where i this is now and i don't regret what i had to do right and then and my reasons are my reasons and and knowing those things really doesn't change knowing how people may feel about what i did doesn't really change why i did it or, or if i would do it ever again i just think in future right like in future regards right i'm like how will it impact the actions of my like of, of my future self mm -hmm. and in shedding all of that stuff like in in shedding kind of like those people because i needed to like i definitely needed to um it is like for me it's like the hardest thing sometimes is just to let go and it's just like and just knowing like every time when i can i, I find myself looking back and looking back and looking back and seeing and you know it's and and seeing it and that's my process though like i'm like should i should i not should i go back what would it be like if i did go back and stuff like that whatever it may be and what's funny is like I have recently, or I'm, I'm starting to, like, I'm, I'm coming back to those groups, but I like myself now in that group mm. when before I was like, maybe I didn't as much as I, as I do now. Like, I bring something of value to the table. Like, I ventured out and, and I come back there and I see those things and, and I get to be happier for them, you know, because I'm happy for myself as well. And that's something that's really important to me. I don't just be like, I didn't do anything and then, and then... And then another person does a great thing and I'm like, oh, I'm so happy for you. And then I just keep reflecting about how I'm not doing things. You know, like I get to feel a higher form of joy 
because I, I did realize to, to love me and then I can love others in a strong way. So, yeah. In order to be our highest self, we have to let go and we have to shed. Mm-hmm. And for all those people that may, in that moment, uh, decide to leave your life, whether that's temporary or permanent, um, I think that it's just a reflection of, I mean, as long as we're operating like from us within, then I think that, you know, it's all for like the good of your growth. And I think also in that vein, we cannot look back and judge ourselves for versions of ourselves that was operating as that version of ourselves and not as we are now with knowing what we are now and being what we are now. Right. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Like the, like hindsight and, and, and that's um, who I was, right? That's who I was before. Right. And it's like, yeah, like the moralities and understandings I have now, I didn't have then. I didn't have that benefit or those luxuries. I think it's for me, I, I kind of have this thing where it's like, I'm doing the best I can as I am with all the knowledge and experiences that I have right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are experiences that are adding. So it's like, you, they're like, I think part of what we talked about, like, it's really good to have self awareness. Um, but like, not really not criticize yourself. Like, because right. if you're looking back all the time with that critical, like, oh, I could have done things differently, it's like part of it's kind of like, well, you didn't. But also it's like... But you couldn't. But you couldn't, right. yeah. Like you didn't have, you didn't literally have the life experience. You didn't have the knowledge. You didn't have the relationships back then, you know, with yourself, with other people that you did now. And I think that's one of the things too that I really struggle with is like remaining like present like I either look too much to like the past or like worry too much about the future and like forget what's happening and like really honoring and you know enjoying what you have right now and I think it's really cool that you can get to a place where you're happier and like you can go back and like value those connections that you did make and the Mm -hmm. ones that you do want to keep um and be like a happier more joyful version of yourself like that's that's a really cool thing to do yeah it's just like yeah i mean again like it's funny because like it's not one of those things where it's like i i leave because you're also like blank or like you know this is not my place of growth it was more like i need to be something more so that when i come back right like Mm -hmm. we are something more you know like like we're more than just this like i know we all are but we all have to make those choices and like and i made those choices not necessarily of myself but of for like other people because like i think about this right like there there's a family and there's like a like I guess this is like a boyfriend girlfriend question like would you rather have right a boyfriend who was 100% always there for you when you needed right or would you have a boyfriend that's there 50% of the time but 
has like I guess like um like more I guess the phrase is like more ambition more exploratory like more opinions like is like uh like I guess the phrase would be more competent at things and stuff like, like that has their own hobbies like has their own hobbies their own individual but at the same time like provides like and I guess like outside value beyond yourself right like it's like oh like you know like he could repair your car or like he could like <laughs> cook food or he could do all these things while the other one essentially is just always existent no matter what and like you could always have like them be there and then, then like you know like like they're always going to be home you know they're always going to be like and they're always going to pick up if your kid and they're always going to do things consistently when you tell him to do them right and the other one is like you know like is going to have that conflict but it has outside value because of it and it's like one of those distinctions where it's like it's hard to phrase only because you want both of those things to happen at the same time but they're like it is kind of like they are we don't understand that sometimes they are kind of conflicting you know like you want someone who is like whole. present yeah whole like present but at the same time, like, yeah, you want someone who is so different maybe from you in other ways or other aspects mm -hmm. in individualism, but not so different as to, like, completely conflict or not be present in the places that they, you know, in the obligations that they should be. And in the friend that I mentioned, he was very much that person in the prior. Like, he was like, like I'll 100% always be there for you. And that's a beautiful idea. But then when you think about it, like, always, this person will spend 100% of their time being with you and what else can they be doing in that regard and you're like jesus like i don't know and codependency yeah that's what i'm saying it's like it's this create it's just that's the nature of codependency it's like that that seed it's of unhealthy. romance yeah it's, 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 it's unrealistic and then it becomes that trying to reach it becomes unhealthy it's like you know like the perfect like like body like that we see is like that's unrealistic and then it leads to health risk vice versa these notions of tenderness and love where it's like i'll be there 100 percent of the time i'll never let you down like i'll da, 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 da. i'm like but you're like your own person right like, <laughs> like you, disappointment uh -huh. is a part of life right that's yeah. that's and even saying. people that love us will disappoint us and i feel like anything that's like the whole point like like you kind of want to that degree certain like look you're gonna be divergent and they're gonna disappoint maybe because they didn't Go the way you want, but then, like, at the end of the day, I honor and respect that. Like, I'm like, you do you. You have to. Because that's the only way I'm really ever going to be in love with you. Because you're you. Yeah, freedom. Like, if you're not you, then who am I in love with? Like, like, like just an extension of myself. Like, and that's, like, something that I'm not very at all interested in. I remember my old kinesiology teacher used to say, like, if your partner, if you never fight with your partner, then why are they really even there? so that you can be on the couch while they cook like so that like things so like the thing is like you need difference because what other value will they bring to you really in a relationship hmm. and i think a lot of people are like okay it's like it's like embedded like conflict disappointment because they're their own person they're distinct and it's gonna be and if you feel like you can't do that like then really it's like okay and that's a problem in any relationship that you kind of have. And it forces you to ask a lot of questions. And I think in that sense, right, like I'm, I'm learning that. And that's really important to me. 
Um, and, and in doing so, I, I learned from those relationships. And then I learned that certain relationships, like if they have unrealistic standards for me, then I, I can't, I, I, I just, it's hard. I, it, it, sometimes I have to make that decision where it's, I have to step away, I have to walk away whatever it may be and no judgment you know who you are who you are but I just know that I just can no longer maintain what I think is required for us to whatever relationship we're trying to have mm -hmm. whatever it may be and it's always that's always tough like for me like because I'm always thinking I could I have done more could I have been better I'm like that I'm wired like that everyone can do better yeah like yeah. I mean that's just the thing and mm -hmm. then I think I don't know I, I don't I don't like the term need because it, it's like someone else or something external is responsible for filling you up to make you whole. Mm. And that's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Like it's our responsibility to fill ourselves up. Right. And everyone is responsible for making themselves happy like your partner is not responsible for your happiness and vice versa mm -hmm. and um yeah i just think that uh wow two whole people can love freely and feel free whilst loving that's i mean it's i think we as humans like try to control so many things that can't be controlled that like the control actually like depletes things right and if we had more faith and trust in ourselves we can therefore that translates to the partner we choose we trust and have faith in them and therefore the control the need for control doesn't even exist because you don't feel the need to control anything, right. you know, and you both can just like be. Right. And I think that's, that's gotta be like the higher form of love, you know, like, cause every day you're just choosing to be like, as opposed to like needing to be. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's just really, I, uh, man, I just, I get on a rant. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I, I just, I get on a rant because it's like, I think about why I think like the way I think or like why I am the way I am a lot. And it's like, and so this, I, I, this will be saved for another time. Well, but, but it brings really interesting points and conversations, which I enjoyed listening to. Thank you for validating yeah. me. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, tenderness and love and different iterations of what we think love is. It all gets wrapped into that, right. you know. And um, I think, like, we need as a society just more clarity on what love really is mm -hmm. you know and it's ah yeah you know the thing about that you said about differences i think ultimately at the end of the day your partner and you should value the same things yeah. um the same what makes life good what makes life abundant what what makes you motivated as a person? <laughs> and beyond that, you know, there can be like differences, but I think ultimately like two people are a team and two people work towards the same goal, right? Even if it's a lifetime goal, you know? And yeah, I think that 
we forget that a partnership is a team, mm-hmm. you know, right. and that it's not one person's responsibility to drag the other along and be like, hey, we're going to whatever, whatever, do all the things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like two, I mean, I, this is my version of explanation, but two whole healthy-minded, self-loving individuals coming together, like, then create an amazing ecosystem, like, mm-hmm. healthy and, I believe it, it, that ecosystem gives off so much to others, whether that be value, love, um, inspiration, like, growth ultimately right and Mm -hmm. i think i think we constructed this needing someone in order to keep someone in order to control in order to not feel abandoned um it's a false construct right because um we can't anchor someone to the ground and be like love me right um, because like love isn't a prison and we need to, if we love someone like truly, we have to love ourselves and, and allow them to be them. And if you're choosing to be them, like then you're choosing to welcome that person as they are and not suffocate their spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, the, I just want to wrap it up because like this is some beautiful word, words that we're listening from you, and, <laughs> you. and you know like and you know this it's just a beautiful topic that we're talking about with tenderness and you know I just really appreciate you being here, Erica. Thank you for having me. You're yeah. welcome. Yay. So, um, you know, <laughs> I, I want to know if you have any questions for us. Mm. Uh, how do you perceive tenderness after having this discussion? Chocolate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nothing. Chocolate? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Nothing. I take it seriously. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, I think, dude, who wants to go first? Go for it. Me? Yeah. Oh, man. You already started talking. Yeah. That's true. That's <laughs> tough, huh? Um, for me, tenderness. Oh, geez. Um, it would be... Uh, I guess it comes from, like... Uh, like, stillness, I guess, would be one thing that I, I really care for. It's, like, the ability for someone to, to kind of just be still with you... Uh, and not allow like things to rush past through and just be so present that it just seems like everything stops you know Ooh, that and, got me yeah. <laughs> and, and it's just like it's it's very much like yeah it's like you're the sole focus of something and and everything you know like everything is it's very clear that it's very secondary mm-hmm. and and i think coupled with that it's like I like to say I'm a very complex person. So, um, in order to be tender to myself, right, like it is someone who would have to be very thoughtful, right, about how it is. Like, 
you couldn't just give me a gift and be like, we good? And I'd be like, hmm. <laughs> That's a backhand. Well, that's just, well, I mean, for others, it could work. And if the gift is meaningful and thoughtful enough, right? But that's the thing. It needs to have thought. It needs to have, um, I respect that a lot. Like, um, and it's like someone who can observe me and, and under, and has listened to me and can provide some form of gesture. That's like, wow, like you did listen to me and you do know that I like, to have my hand held when we're talking or you know like you 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 turn off your cell phone like actively like wait before you even speak let me just turn this off <laughs> and like those forms of like yeah like just stillness and, and thoughtfulness like to me it's like the most tender moments because then i can be my most open my most vulnerable literally my most tender and and i know that i'll be fine and so yeah there you go oh. and chocolate <laughs> I think from listening to all of these things, this is new knowledge to me, you know, because um, the interesting thing about it is that I never really felt tenderness mm. as much as I felt right now, mm. because um uh, you've probably known like a little bit of my backstory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it was just I had to live in a very so su- I was in a very survival state Absolutely. environment, mm-hmm. you know, where it's just me, 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 me. I gotta mm-hmm. survive. I gotta get out of here. I have to be in a in an area where I can you know keep going. Mm-hmm. And it and I didn't have the time to allow that love to come in. Because I was so stressed out, I was so f- afraid of, you know, dying. Because I, I, I was so afraid of disappearing. Until until I realized that, like today, that I can't live that way. Because there's no no point of allowing happiness or goodness to come from that. And to hear tenderness. You know, from this conversation, it's 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 a huge wow. It's a huge open world for me, because I realize tenderness really, really emits from other other people allowing to give you that tenderness. And for me, it made me realize that I can bring that out of myself, because it's not all all about surviving. It's about looking past that it's about living with other people and really growing from the fact that it's not always about your own state of suffering Mm. it's it's about your own state of realizing loving yeah you know it's your own realization of loving that's more than just trying to live every day paycheck to paycheck in this world it's more about actually growing and becoming human Mm. so it's a huge, deeper meaning for me. Amen. Very nice. Um, I think now I'm thinking about um, the ecosystem of me for tenderness. Um, I have, I've kind of come to this realization recently that I've, I want to be a lot of things mm-hmm. like. 
and I want to do a lot of things, which is great, but also that translates to kind of wanting to do everything for every, all the people in my life, which I think is a great thing, but um, I, I've been subconsciously thinking of it as like the more that I can do is the more value that I have. Like, the more things that I can do. Like, oh, I can do that for you. You need this? I got mm, this. I got you. Yeah. Like, oh, you need you need somebody to do that? Let me go do it. I, I'll figure it out. But really, that hasn't... It's worked to an extent, but it means that I don't value what I'm already doing. Or what do you want to do? Exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of the... Yeah, what do I, it's it's become the like, oh, I want to do everything, but I don't, for other people, but what do I want to do for myself? Yes, yes. What do I want to do for myself? And who do you want to be? Yeah, Yeah. so um, I like that idea of, we've talked about different things, but like strengthening my own ecosystem, because that comes with a lot of different aspects of like, true wellness to me yeah um is how i'm thinking of it and then just this idea of like radiating from the inside and having that shine out has has been very insightful for me and i think um some of my some of the connections that i have been longing for i've haven't necessarily like i've accidentally been like trying to force Mm. instead of just like radiating what I am who I am from the inside and letting the right person yeah letting what whatever needs to come to me come to me so that's that's been very insightful awesome yeah (laughs) we do the work we just don't have control over the timing of the return on investment but I, I think it's important to know that if we are doing the work and we are making the right efforts, that things will come. We just can't be like constantly monitoring and expecting, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have to let go and we have to like be free of those things that we can't control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, this. I, I don't know what to say, Erica. <laughs> you just have this huge knowledge of, oh my God, like I've never really ex- experienced this before. So like mm. for the fifth or the 10th or the 20th <laughs> time, thank you so much for giving us this knowledge. Yeah. yeah. You know? No problem. Awesome. <laughs> you know, and um, hey, you know, um, to follow us, like thank you for all our listeners, you know, listening to the podcast and just for this you know this really long session if you guys made it this far you guys are a trooper yeah for sure (laughs) yeah so um but but again thank you guys for listening um and to follow us on instagram um for the creative emotions it's creative underscore underscore there's two underscores there's two underscores (laughs) emotions creative underscore underscore uh emotions that's how to follow us on instagram and to follow me, uh, it's L3LACKFROST underscore LE, uh, Black Cross underscore Lee. Nice.
And if you're looking for me, it's uh, papaceti88. Three weeks in a row. I'm yes. so impressed. He's understanding his Instagram handle because he cannot for the life. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> papaceti88. So P A P A C E double D Y 88. And that's if you're looking for me. And I'm at Curiously Radiant. Um, yes. Is that right? <laughs> that's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That oh, is. That's yeah. right. I said the right one this yes, time. Right. So, What's nice is that you don't. Have, we don't have. You don't have to spell it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trusting everybody else to spell because I can't. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and um, um, feel free to DM me should you want to talk about any related topics. Um, my Instagram handle is. M I S S E R I K I T A. Nice. Yes. All right. Well, again, thank you for having. I mean, for being here. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm doing words. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, thank you for our listeners out there. And I uh, hope you guys have a wonderful day. Yeah. Bye. Stay vulnerable. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I like that. Yes. New tagline? Oh, yes. And there we go. Bye. <laughs>